Hey, welcome to Chucked. And I'm Charlie with Austin, and we are Chucked, and we are excited to be here today because there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on as we are recording this podcast of Chuck today, and uh, we have the coronavirus, we have the panic of the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. we have the market effect of the coronavirus panic, and uh, we have plans being made all over the world, including Southbrook, on how to handle if we can no longer gather, which is a reality in Italy right now as we speak. And for tennis fans... I know some of our <laughs> listeners, we have the cancellation of Indian Wells, which is one of our favorite yeah. tournaments of the year. Maybe the fifth biggest tournament of the year. It is the fifth biggest tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah, outside um, but, of the slams. Yeah, so that was a, that was a real bummer <clears throat> in light of everything. It's it's not significant The big at news all. with that canceling that, is, that affects other sports is if that cancels, then why? Then uh, a domino effect. You uh, know, exactly. Might, I mean, I'm, With the panic and everything. Yeah. The the, the enclosed the NBA arenas. Mm-hmm. As a competitor, what was your reaction to LeBron saying, "If there ain't fans, I ain't playing." I and I I yeah. I, I, I feel like if I was his age and hit that point in the career, I might feel the same way. Huh. I, I might. I don't know, but as a yeah, strictly as a competitor, I, I think you know. You'd love to play ball no matter what. Um, as old guys, I, I we, we always look through the. The, the Jordan lens. I could in a million years never envision Jordan saying, if there ain't no fans, I ain't playing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got a game? We're, I'm showing up. <laughs> yeah. There's anybody, you know, that's, it's, mm-hmm. you look through that lens, it's, it's just a different yeah. different. Yeah, I mean, the context of it being in kind of the, you know, their, their head in the West, and it's kind of just, you know, for them now, it's just get to the playoffs. Yeah, like I, some of that played into it. Like, yeah, I'm just that's true. If it Probably was the playoffs, did. yeah, I'm sure he would. Probably he'd be. You know. I'm biased against LeBron. I'm, I'm too. I'm, I'm, I'm a Mike, too. I'm a Michael fan, and I'm too. And I'm a Magic. I mean, Kobe fan would never have said Kobe that. Kobe fan. You know? Yeah, Kobe never would have said that. Yeah, and just wah 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 wah. The drama <laughs> continues with the drama yeah. central of the world. Yeah, um, hopefully this thing gets taken care of though, because it could really people are really freaking out about it. And as, yeah. as we were talking about before this, I mean the common cold, the symptoms and deaths are of that are far more serious. And um, yeah, and yeah, and you know I almost retreated a, a doctor today who was on Twitter and just just shocked at the panic. He he put it into perspective, and as a leader, you you. You want to weigh your words very carefully. I, I certainly wouldn't want to be guilty saying it's nothing, and it ends up being that we don't know yet. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would agree, the panic right now is premature. It's, mm-hmm. it's. Um, but today we're going to talk about a little bit of a follow up. We don't do this all the time, but a mm-hmm. little bit of a follow up to such a central identity issue that we covered this past weekend at Southbrook. Mm-hmm. And to go a little more deeply and personally into the issue of affirmation slash approval slash well done, good and faithful servant. So, uh, Oz, take it away and let's start the discussion mm-hmm. on this. Everyone, everyone yeah. is is impacted by that subject matter. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, I piece the messages together through the three services that I listen to them in the week when I have... Um, able to focus on them, so I didn't. But I haven't got to the podcast yet because now we record on Mondays. So, um, but 
I think uh, you want me to preach it for you right now. <laughs> I'm saying I got it all. It was just in three different parts, uh, three different times in the sermon that it came. Uh, but I got it all. It was best and at eleven. I just have to piece, usually before I get to the podcast. I have to piece it together. Where am I at? What I'm, you know. Okay. But um, anyway, I think there is, you know, affirmation is something. Seeking affirmation might have a negative spin, but affirmation is something that we all need. I think it is a, it's a necessity of relationships, of healthy relationships, mm-hmm. to have affirmation. Uh, but approval is something, something else. And um, I was think I was trying to think this morning. Uh, it was in inside the actor's studio who James Lipton just died. He died last which week. Was, yes. was terrible. Um, real sad. But uh, he's a wealth of my talk. life. Um, I read his book that was that was about the show. Was this, the actors mm-hmm. on that? But anyway, uh, he had someone on there. I forget who it was. It was someone that you would expect, like a, a Sean Penn, someone a little bit more cynical. Um, said once that the two worst words in the English language are "good job." <laughs> and there's a you know there's there's that's that's, that's it's kind of a half truth you know yeah. depending on how you're looking at it but uh, <laughs> and he was looking at it in the lens of just criticism of his acting and getting better and and, and whatnot um, but there's some truth to that to the, the, you know there's there's that's what, like, those can really stunt you more than mm-hmm. bad job right as far as mm-hmm. just your craft but as a person which is what you were. Um, as always, preaching more into you're not preaching to people's crafts and you know jobs, mm-hmm. um, but it was especially interesting for me to hear because um, and I I think it's fine to kind of say it, but um, I had something this weekend that just went terrible. I did a terrible job. It was just it was the whole thing was a bomb, and um, and someone and 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 the and was one individual came up and told me it was just terrible. I didn't understand it. It was not it was not good, and uh, uh, essentially that um, it kind of confirmed for them that I was I'm not really credible to do what I do, and I'm here because of my dad. <laughs> That's basically the the gist of it, and and that was that, and. Uh, and so that was, you know, and then you hear that was right before hearing this message and everything. And um, I'm sorry so, that happened. Um, well, it happens, but uh, so that kind of got me into thinking about, you know, because that that's that just uh, that, okay. Thanks. You that's know, pretty. That's all I, you can say. You shake their hand, thank them. Yeah. I, I, you know, sorry. Um, but uh, so yeah, it just got me thinking about, do, you know, oh, I need. A, I think. And you know, it's, you do this something like that, and um, you put yourself out there, and then it. And when you, and so, you, I just thinking you've had so many times where you've put yourself out there, it's been thrown back in your face, and so you go through a period of, yeah, I probably shouldn't ever do this again. I should, I should probably never, ever mm-hmm. do that again. Mm-hmm. And you need affirmation to 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 sober you up, and to not judge yourself, as Paul doesn't even judge himself. Um, but then balancing that fine line of, of, of not being approval dependent, but I think as Paul later connects the thought in first Corinthians, um, is it five or a little bit, you know, the yeast makes its way throughout mm-hmm. the entire dough. So just a little bit of yeast of boasting in any part in your life will just kind of affects the whole and just the, the whole part of your being. So where's the, you know, where's the, uh, cause Saturday night I was like, I need, I could use some affirmation. 
you know? yeah, sure, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. sure I'll never do that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, or oh, just, man. or not ever again, but it was just like, yeah. I don't think this is right for me. I think there are other areas where I could be effective with what I was, you know, this area is probably not. Um, so my defense mechanism, and, and that's not an uncommon situation. Those aren't uncommon words. Those are all things I've heard and experienced in my life before. Um, and, and do recently, but my unhealthy side defends that with being the most confident person in the room and having um, the, the yeast might not be good, but it keeps from the punctures, mm-hmm. you know, it keeps me from the punctures. And so it survives me, mm-hmm. but that approval is a little bit like a life jacket, a life jacket will if it's immersed in concrete for over eight hours, it'll turn to concrete mm-hmm. and you'll sink. So what will save you will kill you eventually. So um, I thought it would, that's why it would be interesting to get more into um, your personal side of this managing after you need affirmation because if you don't have, you're just drowning all the criticism. You really, you know, you really will. Um, but managing the yeast too, yeah. not letting that just get in, um, because we've all seen what happens when pastors are, you know, they live for compliments or they, um, you know. So yeah, yeah, and and I think ego is always a threat for any leader, and ego can be lo- large because of the absence of affirmation mm-hmm. when young, mm-hmm. and so the bloating of the ego had to happen as that protection against the inner insecurity. So that's the irony, right? Is this mm-hmm. large ego is actually very insecure. I see that in Trump. He mm-hmm. just seems so insecure on so many levels to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you know, you would say he seems to have a pretty large ego. Um, I was looking this weekend, I wish I had it, at a quote that I'd used a number of years ago from Garrison Keeler about growing up in the absence of affirmation for fear that I might get the big head, mm. he put it, and uh, <laughs> uh, led to a Which need. Which is the phrase of your childhood. It is, and, and, I, and I, I, I don't know there have been more than five phrases I've used that more people have repeated back to me than that <laughs> don't get the big head <laughs> and uh, people really identify that which is so affirming because I realize I'm not alone <laughs> as so many so it's that's so the metaphysical irony. too it's, what, even, what even is the big head it is what it's is just, the, the state head. of being oh, every, I just remember part of my childhood was every time the Browns or the Buckeyes lost. Well, they got the big head. <laughs> but the irony is the absence of that leads to this hunger and thirst for affirmation. Mm-hmm. And it did in me. Mm-hmm. It did in me. It did it, it. And my journey was the church took the place of my mom in trying to get it to validate me and my worth. Especially your years in Kentucky. I mean, that was just one criticism after another. <sighs> I mean, you had, you had to have a... <sighs> you know, I'm sure affirmation from people outside of that environment or just just self-made confidence. You really did. I, I, the only thing that survived I, I was still it. on the honeymoon of just loving crafting biblical teaching. Mm-hmm. I was still on the honeymoon of, of well, at least while I was there. I, I really depended on Bob Russell's belief in me. That was it. Because mm-hmm. my mom and dad 
I mean, you knew them well. They never, I don't know, it was just a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It was just a weird thing. Like, they never really got into what I did. They just never, like, as you know, I, I don't know how it affected you as a child, but it'd be this weird moment if they they came down maybe once a year to hear me preach here or in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and I would have just poured my heart and soul out. And then it was, you know, at the meal, there was like nothing happened. It was just weird (laughs) because I'm sitting there going, this is just this sick, sad need I have to be affirmed by mommy and daddy. Or did -hmm. did I just do something that is just totally insignificant? It just doesn't even deserve to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And it was just strange. It was just always so strange to the extent that maybe part of the reason they didn't come down is maybe they sensed from me that... It just it just wasn't fun. I don't know. It was weird because my dad and I got on a lot better than than mom and I did in that regard. Mom was just so non-affirming. It was strange, you know. She loved it that I was a star basketball player, but if I played basketball too much, I was playing too much, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she wanted me to quit when I was in my thirties. She felt like I was too old to be playing. It just it was just it was the strangest thing. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, you know, those early days of Kentucky, I mean, they were rough. Mm-hmm. I, as you know, I still have I still have a dream once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And then Gary's helped me understand it. It's, it's the trauma of things that were said to me that were like like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. I, I want to punch the person who said that to you right in <laughs> so square in the you nose. You probably know him, honestly. I'm sure I, I do. I don't know his name. I, don't, I, I their, know him pretty that well. That their though. nose comes out the back of their head. I, you know, I just... Like I, I, I train so that I can knock someone out like that, um, but because I've been there, and, and you know, you, yeah, you know, we're not, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not getting paid like Joel Osteen does either. Mm-hmm. So there, <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, but it, it, it's, it's the interesting dynamic, and for me, I had to I had to grow. I had to grow into I'm a beloved child of the Most High God with supreme value and worth just as I am today. I think I have an accurate assessment that I'm a Triple A player. I'm not a I'm not a Hall of Famer. You know, I know that. I understand that. But the the my task is to be the best Triple A player I can be. Mm. You know, that's that's my job, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, affirmation versus approval. I think I used to seek approval. Now I know I need affirmation is is the reason that Paul says encourage one another daily. He knows that human beings need that. Hey, you're on track. Mm-hmm. You're you're valu- we need that. Mm. Which is why community that. is such a it is essential gift to being the best um if you're a triple A player, best triple A player you can yeah. be because this is not just um biased affirmation or false affirmation but right. it's a community of people that are encouraging one another and building each other up and not not uh tearing each other down so with people that um that are maybe that maybe were um, something was stirred within them that they need to make a a transition whether that be from um we all need a we all need to be found useful mm-hmm. and and found meaningful mm-hmm. as in what we do or who we are that mm-hmm. seems to be that the people around us find us useful and meaningful um so we all need that and we all need to do things that that, that, that 
that uh, demonstrate that. But um, the two people that might be coming out of this or that are listening to this, that heard this this weekend, that had something stirred within them would be the ones that they know they needed that inherent need. They felt that. And so they've lived um, to seek approval and they're killing themselves that way. Or the others that um, denied the need for approval and they're killing themselves that way. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. what, from a more personal side for you, took you from either one of those two things? I think you're probably more on the former than the latter, right? I am, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I erred more on the latter. Um, I'd agree with what, that. What, what, uh, was, what, what was the humbling or the experience or just, or was it a, as it so often is, just a slow awakening, the sunlight slowly creeping into the yeah, room? Yeah, there, there was a slow awakening. But the, the the separation I experienced from the church in 2011 mm-hmm. killed my dependency on the church. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a death, mm-hmm. and and allowed me to love the church because you can't love what you're addicted to. Mm-hmm. You resent it, so it broke that resentment. That anytime someone from the church criticized me, which is weekly. Uh, it was like my mom criticized me. Well, that gets mm-hmm. old having your mom criticize you in a different way every week, mm-hmm. right? And uh, mm-hmm. that that was huge. So it was a slow awakening, but then that was a significant event, mm-hmm. and the whole circumstances of that. So let it be encouraging to those listening. It only took you twenty five years. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm a slow learner. I will say this, man. It takes me a long time to get stuff. You know, it yeah. takes me a long time. I, I, I'm just not a quick learner, and uh, yeah. Well, you right. were busy within those few years. You weren't exactly, you know, didn't have all the time in the world to work on self mortification. <laughs> no, I didn't. You know, you're, you're, you're. I, I, I will say this. I respect the ministry now. Uh-huh. I respect it. The diversity of demand. I don't. I don't I don't in any way disrespect anyone who does it but mm-hmm. I'm sure that if I had been a physician I would have said the same thing about that too mm-hmm. or um what have you but the the many many hats you wear so many many hats means there are many many ways you can mess up mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. it's not so much in this era especially many many ways that you do things really well it's the many many ways you have the potential to do something that's inadequate it's off base it's mm-hmm. what have you and uh, i have a deep respect for anyone who does it mm-hmm. uh, there's you know there's even a part of me that as you know a few years ago when you said you know I, what i can do is i can pastor people that as you know there was a part of me that went no <laughs> run Oz, run because it because it's set up against that thing that that is so contrary that that it looks so easy you know mm-hmm. the old joke you only work one day away it just looks so easy i'm sure from the outside i have no idea how easy it looks mm-hmm. and if you do it halfway decent you make it look even easier which is ironic Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it was back to your question: a slow awakening with a a jolt of death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so now, as I, as you hear me say, maturity is way underrated. I wouldn't trade it for anything. The maturity I have today that 
that um, I don't take things nearly as personally. Mm-hmm. There's a quote that I didn't use this weekend that I'd seen someone post on uh, last week was don't get don't take things personally with from someone you're not personal with. Hmm. And and that's really good. And it took me a long time. Uh, I just seen that quote last week, but that's what it took a long time mm-hmm. to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I didn't think take things so personally. Um, it's weird. I'm still fleshing that out, though. For example, I learned last week of someone that I love very much who's left our church, and now I've been able to understand why that hurts me so much. So it bothered me all weekend. Someone I've poured a lot into. And it's because I look at the church as a family. I still That's a good side. I do. I look at the church as a family. And when someone mm-hmm. leaves our church that I, especially someone that I've loved very much for a long time, it's like someone leaves your family. It is. Mm-hmm. You know? And I've begun to appreciate that dealing with that grief. There's a grief that comes with that. So this weekend I'm preaching. I'm preaching about approval and all that. In my mind, I'm thinking about that family that left our church that I love very much. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm grieving that. So you 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 probably have that in just about any people helping profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, our tennis coach, he grieves when a student leaves his his tennis instruction. You know, it it's hard not to be personal when you put your whole life into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I we were talking last week and I mentioned this at the eleven thirty and forgot to mention it at the other that I uh, like what Richard Rohr said when he said that coming to faith is not about cleaning up. Obedience is often about cleaning up in that it's we, we tend, to do, tend to do it out of our own strength. We've got to need to get cleaned up. But, but true faith is about waking up to love. Mm-hmm. And then the cleaning up happens after. We get it reversed, and that's when we start getting into our own strength and our own earning my affirmation, earning my approval, earning my worth. Instead of let me wake up to love. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took me a long time to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. only 25 years. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, I thought there was a a nice personal uh, touch that could be added to this, a nice reminder. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, I just as for those who didn't listen to the weekend, I'd, I'd say go back because I shared the email that Caden sent to Jordan, a friend of hers. Did you mm-hmm. hear me tell that yeah. story? And that means a lot. And I don't think that's wrong that that means a lot to me. I I trust, I don't know Cadence well, but I trust her. I mean, she would not make that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, spiritually mature person. I she is. She's very yeah. spiritually mature. And it meant a lot to me that she said, hey, the Lord told me to tell, Ch- I had a dream, tell Charlie I love him because he's so faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's funny. My inner being, when I first heard that, this is what I didn't share this weekend, was, but did he say anything else about how I'm actually doing the job? <laughs> you know? It's like, it's like, still, there's not enough, you know. I want to yeah. I know more. Like, be more specific, What do you think Lord. about that sermon last week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to know. Was that good? <laughs> so, yeah. But I hope that this, yeah, you're right. I hope this helps. And, and you're on that journey. We're all on that journey to some mm-hmm. extent of others' approval. Listen. But not too much. Self-approval, listen, but be careful. But God-approval, wait for it. Mm-hmm. Wait for it. It's there by Scripture. It's there, but it's also coming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anything else? No, no. Um, yeah, just uh, some, something you said this weekend. Maybe, I don't know if it ties with this or not. Something you said about it. Um, it's one little little, little note of, of practice. Um, I think it 
concerns this topic. Someone once summarized the the, the proverbs as only three things: it's uh, guard your heart, protect your heart, and never ever ever follow your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's basically yeah. the proverb, the whole book of proverbs. That's really good. And um, I think applying so, that. Yeah, I listen to, to that. The Disney thing. Disney. Every movie. Disney that was is, what it was. Yes, yeah, that's what. Follow it was. your heart. Your heart will always. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Many a person has gone down a terrible path by following their heart. Yeah, we'd all be married to our high school sweetheart. <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh. Yeah. And it's it has disaster written all over it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, but Frozen isn't the gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful movie, but it's not the gospel. It's a gospel. It's a, go- gospel. It's a gospel, not the gospel. It's, yeah. So until next time on Chuck, we hope this helped you contemplate uh, the words of the Apostle Paul that if I sought the approval of men, I would not be a servant of God. He laid it down pretty definitively that uh, we have to live in such a way to please the Lord and get our worth from Him. Until next time on Chuck, I'm with Austin and I'm Charlie. Have a great day.